And we are back, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, with the second half of the Scobro Show. I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And with me, the real talent of the show, as always, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you? What's up? <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll get to that game that's going on this weekend, just because, you know, it's a spectacle. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit. You mean the game um, that I'm not? this weekend yeah hey that's that's up to you i got if anybody heard me on you know tales from 2 a.m on sunday with brian anthony davis they heard that you know um since the the patriots played the eagles on a weekend where i was working and i was sick and came home and didn't watch the super bowl i have not watched the super bowl that tom brady has been the quarterback uh one of the quarterbacks in the super bowl since yeah so that's You've missed a lot I'm of Super Bowls. I'm trying to remember which Super Bowl it was where, where we lost power like 15 minutes before the game. That was with the Eagles. It was that one. I remember because, because my neighbor is an Eagles fan, and, and power went out in our neighborhood. And I was like, I had all this food cooked in no game. I was like, what are we going to do? So um called my brother-in-law. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, like we didn't. I was like, we didn't do anything. He's like, my wife didn't even plan anything. Didn't even have any special food or anything for the Super Bowl. I'm like, do you mind if we crash? He's like, get over here. We went over, you're, took all our like, food. We'll bring the food and stuff. Yep. And then came home during halftime, things like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the Eagles one. Um, but we'll get to that. We're talking about, is Pittsburgh still a prime NFL destination? We talked about coaching. We kind of came to the conclusion of if you're going to be hiring a coach, a position coach, it really depends on what that what's going on at that position. You know, the Steelers don't have the best situation offensive line. Might have been tougher to find a coach. Don't have the really interesting situation at quarterback. Um, I can't remember one of those national news football covering places ranked Pittsburgh's quarterback situation is the worst in the NFL. So I could understand that. Um, if you, if you want someone to come in and coach your outside linebackers, they'd probably be lining up and beating down the door, things like that. So what about the players? What do you think when it comes to players, is Pittsburgh still that place where players want to stay and other players want to be? Um, I'll give a typical Dave answer. Okay. That depends. Okay. Um, as a player, it depends on a couple of things. One, it depends on your skill set. Yeah. At your position. Does your skill set kind of fit, mesh, and mold with what the Steelers are doing? If it does, I think the Steelers are still a good destination that people um, would look at um, just because the Steelers organization is known to Although, you know, in this day of of salary caps and things like that, they still do have to do business, but they try to do right by their players as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you don't really fit, if you look at it as like, huh, I'm not sure how to fit into all this, don't come here. Yeah. Because if you don't fit, it would just be not worth your while. Yeah. I think when it comes to free agents that it's not the that's mo- not a super desirable place and I don't know that it has been for a long time. It takes a special type of player because 
who do the Steelers pay? They pay their own guys. They pay their own guys. So when you come in, you might have to be not one of their own guys and see if you can get to a point to be one of their guys. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Prime example right now, Avery Williamson. The Steelers traded for him partway through the season. He finished the year with the black and gold. They would be, I think, in my opinion, they would be more likely to give him a bigger contract now as someone who just spent time with the Steelers than they would have been if they were signing him this year straight from the Jets, if you know what I mean. I don't know that they're going to. I'm just using that kind of as an example that guys that have been here and are more of what they know are the ones that they do more. Like even – like I'd have to go back and check the numbers for sure, but even somebody like Joe Hayden, you know, got paid more after being here than what he did even Correct. coming in the first Correct. place. He he took. I, I won't say that he took a pay cut, but he may have been able. He to could have made more, more money somewhere. More else money if somewhere, if he really so, wanted to. But he looked yeah. at it as being a really good situation with some of the other players were here, and felt that he would like to be a Steeler, and came in. Did well, yeah. and then, you know, the Steelers, you know, came in and the Steelers put their arms around him, and he became a Steeler. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I glanced at the live chat for just a second, and I want yep. to bring up a couple things. Yep, Ezra says we are not a free agency hotspot, never were, and why is that? Because of the money, right? Yes, yeah, it really you're, is. You're not going to Pittsburgh to get the big payday. That's not what you're doing as a free agent. If you want your big payday, you're going to look for teams that aren't teams that are willing to pay certain players a whole bunch because they they aren't putting out a complete team in order to to compete unless they're you know hitting lightning in a bottle with having really great drafts and having some cheap guys for a while and things like that. Yep. Steel Chick Forty Six says Pittsburgh is a team with a, with nationwide exposure like Dallas. See, that's a but that's a pro. So we looked at a con from Ezra, not a free agency hotspot, and we say it's because of the money. Then here's a pro. You get exposure at Pittsburgh because it's got a big national following and lots of national games. National international, man. Even the blokes down there love us. Yeah, exactly. So those were two things that I just wanted to bring up because it kind of went, you know, uh brought it from, from two different two different places. If you are a player that you're like, I've made my money. I'd really like to see what I can do. I mean, if you're someone who's, who's from the area, being able to come back and play for the Steelers is something you want to do. If you're someone who grew up as a Steelers fan, even not even from the Pittsburgh area, let's just say they were a Steelers fan. You have more of a, more of a, of a tendency to want to go play there. If you know what I mean. So, or we get things like this one. I'm going to bring this one up. So, so George Teston says D'Angelo Williams was a good fit. Yes, that's a good example. D'Angelo Williams, but he was a point in his career where he knew he didn't have to be the every down guy, mm-hmm. but knew he still but had some time would be called on to be, which he would do correct. a good job of. Yes, and um, really was great, you know, for mm-hmm. the Steelers, but. He was not a big time free agent signing because it wasn't like we went out and paid him gazillions of dollars. We do a lot of our free agency guys are middle of the road contract kind of guys. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's what we are. Yeah, you know, we try to develop 
to develop our superstars from within. I mean, look at some of these. Look, look at some of the signings. I mean, believe it or not, who was the who was the what's the biggest free agent contract from an outside player the Steelers have ever had? Hmm. I know the answer to this. What's that? Of course, because you asked the question. Of course, you know the answer. It's got to be recent because of the because of the contracts. I don't know. Is it Ebron? No, it's Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson. He signed the biggest con- biggest right. free agent contract with the Steelers. Now, and some people are like, oh, that's crazy. What are they doing? Well, you know what? It's it's done well. It's done well that that was, that, that, right. that was something that they did. We got 299 to the tip jar from Jesse. How do you say? Oh, I'm not going to say. Oros, okay, uh, but there was no comment there. Jesse, throw your comment in here. I'll look and we'll look for the very next thing you say, and we'll make sure we bring that up. But thank you very much for trying to use that super chat feature. Here, Ken, um, Ken brings up a good one. The next one, it, it, it will be Minka. Minka's going to be one of those kind of like Joe Hayden. You know, we got yeah. we we got Minka in here. By the time he's up to free agency, he's going to be one of our guys. Like he will have fully transitioned over and had plenty of time to basically be a stealer. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not going to be one of those signs because he's going to have been here for so long under, yes. under what they did. That's, that's different. I, we got Jesse's question now. He says, what do you think about franchising Bud Dupree and trading him for whatever we can get? Um, I don't know that a lot of teams, the other teams are going to be able, are going to give you all that much. Um, because they'd rat, they're figuring that we're if they figure we're not keeping him in any way, they're you know we've driven the market way down. Yeah, you franchise him and give him to somebody for then and trade him away and get a you know a fifth or a sixth mm-hmm. round pick. You say, well, at least you got something for him. But really, um, that wasn't a real nice thing to do to Dupree, make him have to go play a year for somebody else. But actually, you you can tag him, but then you got to get him in here and sign the deal. We saw, you know, what happened the last time we handed somebody off. Yeah, somebody didn't want to come back in and play under that tag, and how great that was. Yeah, I I I was checking some numbers. Okay, these numbers might not be exact. I'm going with what I do believe. Um, I could be off. I I I haven't had time to research it, but I I I looked up at over the cap. Uh, dot com real quick of what the franchise tag would be by position. I don't ever remember hearing anything coming about whether or not Dupree was remember he was doing a thing where he was trying to be a defensive end rather than a linebacker. Yeah. Yep. Um, never heard of anything coming from that. Um, that's a difference of $2 million right there, but you got to remember he was franchise tag last year. So it's, I'm pretty sure 122% of, uh, of, of what it was this past year. Yeah. Um, so I, or 122% of what it is now, I don't know what it is last year. I have that it's over $18 million. Um, if that's the case, who's going to want to trade him for one year, 18 million? Um, what are you going to get for him? And are, and even better, are you going to get anything for uh, anything better than what would be the third round comp pick you could end up with for him leaving? Franchising Bud Dupree again with how much more it costs because it costs a lot more to do it a second time. 
it's just too much. And I know people yep. talked about it last year. Oh, you could franchise them again. I don't see that happening. It's just, it's, it's, if you're going to offer him that much, why didn't you we might just, as well just last give year. him? I mean, you can't, you can't, because not only that, once you tag him, that money goes on your, on your salary cap right now. I mean, day one of the, of the, of the new league year. You you know that that money is counted towards it. Eighteen million. The only person that's higher than that with a cap number this year is Ben Roethlisberger. So you yeah. can't really afford to do that. You'd be much better off signing him to a longer deal, where his first year, if you're willing to pay him eighteen million dollars a year, then sign him something like that, where his first year is way low because of the signing bonus. Um, if they're going to do something like that. Um, that's what I would see happening with that. But that was on a, on a side note. So back to the player question since since we had that there. Do you think Pittsburgh right now, and I, I think it goes year to year. I think it depends on your coaching staff. It depends on your players and everything else going on. Is, is, it, is it all these guys that are free agents that we went over last week, is this still a desirable place for them to want to stay? Some of them, yes. Yeah. For example, if Bud Dupree, he'd be, I mean, if he doesn't get that much of the market because of the lower salary cap, he'd be better off coming back to Pittsburgh on a one-year cheaper deal or something like that and continue to play opposite of TJ Watt Correct. and and everything else. Because if I was him, I wouldn't, I wouldn't if I was gonna leave Pittsburgh and leave TJ, I would not settle for anything less than top dollar. And I don't is someone going to give him top dollar coming off the injury? So hard to say. That that's going to be really interesting. If they if they do offer him the top dollar, then I say good for you, Alvin Bud Dupree. Take yeah. take take the money and run, as the Steve Miller band would say. Man, I've been hanging out with Brian too much. Yeah. <laughs> I say that too whenever I just and when I when I started doing the same kind of thing. Um <clears throat> With all of these players that we talked about last week, I'm going to say it again that the Steelers could possibly lose to free agency. If they're not going to sign with the Steelers, I hope they sign for monster deals. Yeah. I mean, you can only get four compensatory draft picks in, in a draft. That's the that's the rule of the NFL. You can't have any more than four. But, boy, four, four third-rounders would be kind of nice, wouldn't it? That would be kind of nice, yeah. Because chances and are some of them would be back-to-back picks. That would be pretty interesting. Hey, we got yep. nine ninety nine in the tip jar from Grayson Brown. Um, he says Pitt has, Pittsburgh has a way of doing things. Um, it's consistently good and bad. It takes a level of humility and grit to be, to be a Steeler. The Steelers' way is draft, grow, let go, or retire. What do you – Thoughts on I, that? I think that's a pretty accurate statement. I, I think it is too. I think it is too. There's there's just certain certain ways they do things and way and 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 things of that sort, and that's kind of what it is. So do you as much as you're like would you choose to go to Pittsburgh if you're if you're out there looking for top dollar? Probably not. If you're chasing a, a chance to to be a, an important player on a team that could that could compete, then yes. Yeah, some people say right now, no. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but what about if you're drafted? Do you think it's pretty excited to be if you're drafted by the Steelers? 
Yeah, I think it is. I think so too, because the way the Steelers handle their stuff, um, it is just, it, it is what it is. That it's, you know that they like their draft picks. They like to keep their draft picks on the team. And if their draft picks work, you know, work out well, they like to pay their draft picks. They, they like to keep their draft picks on the team as long as the draft picks come in and show what they can do. They're also not afraid to say, oh, we did, this guy's not cutting it and he's gone. You know, and you see certain, and you're like, oh man, we wasted a draft pick on that guy. Well, did we waste a draft pick on that guy? Or did that guy not get it coming into the NFL and yeah. potentially would have been cut from any team that drafted? Yeah, and it's, and exactly. And honestly, if you get half of your draft class playing significant snaps on their rookie contract, like significant snaps on either offense or defense and more than mm-hmm. just special teams, that's a good draft. Yeah, it is. That's a good draft. So, I mean, sometimes I, I think – it's funny because Brian talks about it all the time about the narrative of the Steelers don't draft well. I'm like, I broke that down numerically, and I'm like, they basically drafted, you know, a equivalent of the New England Patriots over the last decade is something that I broke down um, with, with things. Well, like that. some people get on that because have we had some first round misses? Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Okay, we haven't had Jamarcus Russell. Correct. We haven't had Ryan Leaf. Correct, but, but we did have, you know. But we did have Jarvis Jones and Artie Burns. Correct. You had Jarvis Jones and Artie Burns, but then you turn around and you and you got, you know, you got Mr. Third and Fifth in the Fifth. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, no. know, you got really good players. No. He was in the sixth. That's right, sixth round. Um, they traded yeah. their fifth round pick. I think it was the fifth round pick. I know they at least traded a pick to Arizona. For them to draft John Skelton, they get Bryant McFadden back from Arizona after one year and the pick that they used to get Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just had to throw that out there. No, but, it, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, f- for every time we miss early, we find a gem late. Yeah. Or later. I mean, yeah. we, we may be sitting here talking in another year or two and be baffled how we got chase claypool as our first pick of the draft in the second round yeah yeah you know and and if that's the case then you know you you hit more than yeah there's the potential there you hit more than a home run with that guy you really hit a home run because he was a second round pick yeah so yeah yeah Yeah. and also remember talking way 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 yeah. back in the deals are the same thing because I brought it up with Brian the other day, and that was the that was the infamous draft, you know, with, that got you a bunch of Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, John Stallworth was drafted in what round? Four, five, four, five. Yeah, it was, I knew it was, it was four. Yeah, okay. You and then Webster was after that. You, you you know that the Steelers felt they were taking a gamble there. Yeah. They were going to draft Stallworth potentially in round one, except for the fact that Lynn Swan was still there. Yeah. And then the guy that they were going to draft at one was still there that much later. You're like, well, I guess we're going to take another receiver. They, they were like, so, yeah, we got to hurt. And it's we so funny because the Steelers were given such a poor grade on that draft right after it happened. 
But at the same time, you also got to remember, then you had you followed that up the next year with the 1975 draft that basically gave you nothing. Like yeah. the most significant contributor from that draft class was like a super late pick in Mike Collier. That was it. I mean, right. they, they got nothing. So, which is, which is interesting. And, but you had talked about, you know, those first round duds that the season had remember up until two years ago, that's what everyone said about Bud Dupree. And now yeah. all of a sudden we're talking about giving him, you know, someone want to know if he could, I mean, not just someone, a lot of people have asked, can you franchise him again? It's just too much money. It's just too much money. You know, you, you don't have it. So uh, here if we you go. Thought you I, if, if you thought you were going to franchise him twice, you should have just signed him and not even franchised him once. It, exactly. Exactly. Um, that's, I, I think you're right. And I don't know how close they were. I don't remember from last year if they were anywhere close to, to working out a deal or not. But the Steelers don't use the franchise tag to say we're not going to try to work out something. Um, real quick before we go, I want to talk about this weekend. Uh, I, I have an article that, well, I'm assuming it's going to come out tomorrow unless unless Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman decides that he's going to hold it for another day. And that is, and I saw some discussion in the live chat, but didn't follow it closely. And that, and, and it basically comes down to, um, has Steelers Nation soured on Ben Roethlisberger? Because it's funny because I see comments in the live chats. I see comments on articles. I see statements made on as comments on, on certain things from um, Steelers beat reporters and stuff on social media and things of that nature. And I'm like, has, have they really soured on Roethlisberger or is that just a very, just the people that feel that way are screaming so loudly. And honestly, I'm asking the question in this article because I really want to know. I, I'm like, I have a voter poll in there and everything. So it's just the, the whole notion of, you know, I call them the Ben's got to go club. Um, but that's what, what, what people are saying. And I kind of roll out it. I'm like, you know, you turn back eight months ago and we're dying to see him throwing more footballs coming off of surgery. Yeah. You know, you, you go about six months from that. And you're looking at the week before Thanksgiving with the Steelers are 10 and Oh, and you know, Ben's come back and done his thing. And everyone's like, what is, you know, what can this team do and everything else before things started to fall apart? And then you have to ask yourself, was that all on Ben Roethlisberger? You know, and, and even, even that's, that's still not the narrative people had after that second half of the Colts game. And that it's all about the playoff game. It's all about that. It's all about the four interceptions. And the question is, does that, uh, granted the playoff, you know, you don't play the regular season to not do well in the playoffs. The whole goal is to get to the playoffs and do stuff there. But does that game erase a lot of other things? So it's just a question, an article that I have coming out tomorrow. So make sure you check that out behind the steel curtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, were you asking me or just throwing it out? There? I was just no, I was just letting people know for people okay. that were talking about it in the live chat. That's something you can go, you um, um, that, that, that you can go, um, look at and offer your opinion to make sure you vote that poll because I really want to know because I, I have a feeling that the people that are saying that they might not be the majority, they're just very vocal about it. But I'm not sure. That's just my hypothesis, and I want to see, I'm testing it out by doing this article. So, 
Um, and like no one you know says, that game was a total team collapse. So like, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger threw all those picks and everything else, but you know, the defense gave up 28 points in the first quarter, even though they were put in bad spots. And they didn't give up. They'd only given up 29 points on an entire game. All season was their worst. So there was there was a lot of things that could uh, that could. It was a lot there. different if a bunch of those are field goals and not touchdowns. Exactly, and like I said, with uh, with my stuff breaking down, how much how much in this past year drives a lot of drives that the Steelers were facing on defense where they got a sack, it turned seven into three. That was that was the main thing that that, that you see. The uh, yeah, it helped. It, it kept teams from scoring more than they normally did against the Steelers. But what it did more than anything was really cut down on the number of touchdown drives and actually more. You know, drives that the Steelers got a sack had more number had had a greater percentage of field goals than just than the ones that didn't have a sack. Yeah. So that number went up. So that's what it goes to show. And if you, I mean, think about that. If you turn two of those touchdowns and field goals, you take eight points off the board when the Steelers are faced with a fourth and one in the fourth quarter, you know, to start the first play of the fourth quarter, you're not down 11, you're down three. Yep. You know, changes everything. So there was a lot of things that went into that, but we don't need to go back then. Um, so this weekend, we got to do it because it's coming up. Biggest game in the NFL this season, not for Steeler fans, not for 30 other fan bases, but my goodness, you're going to get more people watching this game than what than anywhere else. I didn't actually check. The last time I checked the point spread, I think it was three and a half in favor of Kansas City, which is very ironic because it's being played in Tampa. The yeah. news today was they're not going to let them fire the cannons when they score because they shouldn't be having a home field advantage in the Super Bowl. Very interesting. But, yeah, it's still three and a half. Well, who's technically – also say, who's technically the home team? Oh, that's a good question because I know they always designate it, and I don't remember. I don't remember it because that would be funny. Do you know the I'd answer? I would be the Chiefs, and I'd yeah. like the Chiefs to make, <laughs> make, make Tampa use the visitor locker room. That yeah, would be that, hilarious. That's funny. Although the way it's listed, you know, when, you list, when they list out games here on stuff, it's usually the second team listed that's the home team and they have for this with the second team listed as the Buccaneers. It could just be because it's at their stadium. I don't know, but that would, that would be hilarious. Uh, hilarious. Um, Zach Van Horn says the Kansas city is the home team. Um, but Tyler says the Tampa's the home team. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. So, but so rich, I'm not asking you who you want to win. I'm asking you who you think is going to win. Okay. And then we're going to turn it into the live chat. You know, I'm. I mean, should we ask for a score? I think we should ask for a score. I'll do a. I'll do a score. I'll, I'll talk about okay. both teams for just a second. I, it's, I'm not going to bring it up in the live chat yet. Once I type, if, I type it. You know the drill. If you've watched for a while, I would be straight up pulling for Tampa. Mm-hmm. If Tom Brady if was not Tom Brady. <laughs> because of Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich. Yes. That would be enough for me right there to be yeah. like, I'm going to pull for Tampa. But I cannot pull for Tom Brady to win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, you ready for my score? I want your score. My score for the game. Kansas City 35. Okay. Tampa Bay 
24. Oh, I thought you were going to say 27. That's why I thought you were going to go in. 35, 24, yep. Kansas City. So whenever I – when I'm going to bring this up in the live chat here in just a moment, and I'll bring up your scores because, um, you know, we like to do a question at the end and then bring up your answers. We did scores for the Steelers games all season. In the offseason, we'll, we'll have a question here at the end. Um, make sure you say which team's going to win. <laughs> yes. So here we go. I will bring that one up real quick. Jeffrey Benedict, one of our fellow podcasters and writers for the for the site. I love that he he talks about the defense. Yeah. For Tampa, yeah, they are pretty. Their defense has really gelled here late in the season, and they are legit. Here we go. Up, oh, up. Oh, I missed it. It skipped on me. Oh, um, sorry. This is the first one after I actually put it out there in the live chat. If you did it beforehand, you're going to have to do it there. Thaddeus says 41-28 Chiefs. Steeler Chick 46 says KC 35, Tampa 31. Um, Ken says 21-17 KC. He's going low scoring. Low score. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, Cree didn't have a score, but because it's Cree, I'm going to do it. He said KC in a landslide. I don't know if it's that. Um, um Lanier, help me. Lanier, is that right? I don't sure. Know. I don't know. Thirty to thirty-three, KC. Okay. Um, Richard McKinney says um, Tampa twenty-four, KC twenty-eight. Um, I could see this game being in the both teams, even you know, getting to the thirties, perhaps. Um, George Teston says Chiefs forty-two twenty-seven. Okay. GS says 35-28 any team. I still don't know who I'm rooting for. But ask you you're rooting for. I'm asking you you think it's going to win. There's a difference. There's times where I'm rooting for one team but thinking another one's going to going to win. Okay. Mark Tobin says 35-20 KC. Um Javier says 31-24 Chiefs. Um Tyler says 28-24 Chiefs. Um, EJ says 48-17 KC. Uh, Jay Walsh says Kansas City 35, Tampa 31. Uh, Steelers Pittsburgh says 35-27 Chiefs. Occam's Ox. I think I finally am getting the name right. Um, 30-28 Tampa. He says Brady wins again, boo. Um, John says 24-17 KC. Getting, a little, getting more KC, but not all KC. We got 41-32 Chiefs. Who is this? <laughs> Who else is typing? It wasn't me. That's was funny you? because I'm actually sitting here typing in another one. So oh, I don't are know you? Who's... Kansas City four, Tampa Bay two. I want to know if that's bad. If that's Jeff, um, I'm not sure. Someone else is signed. It could be Jeffrey. I don't know if he signed in under the under our account right now. I don't think so because he was in as himself. Could be Michael Beck. I don't know. Um, uh, Ron says. Tampa 30, Kansas City 24. Tampa's defense is for real. Um, Ezra says, never root for an AFC team in the Super Bowl. 31-27 Buccaneers. See, the Buccaneers used to be my second favorite team. The last time they won the Super Bowl, I was really pulling for them because that's when they were my second favorite team because they had my favorite player in Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. <laughs> yep. Like I'll stop music. Yeah, like I'll stop music. Yeah. Um, still looking for any scores. I'm not seeing them right now. My mouse isn't working right, so I gotta. Um, Rich said, "There's my 45. That's 45. it. That's it. Just okay. Yeah. Um, that's how it should be. The Steelers should score 45, and 
That should be it. Yeah. Biggie Bronco says he hopes Tampa 38 or 30 to 28 um, is what he was hoping is what he's hoping for. Um, so, so, so someone just hijacked the PTSD account. Um, I wish I, I wish I knew who did that. Okay. Um, for the record, it was not me. It was not you. And it was not me because I wasn't. I put the one up there with my name on it. And I yeah. uh, put my name so, on it just so you'd know. There you go. So I'll probably have to do my score on the preview. Um, so I'll save it for that in case they're going to make me do it there. Um, I don't really know who I'm pulling for. Like, do I really? I don't really know either. Do I really want to see Kansas City win back to back? Not really. Do Not I really? really? But do I? I mean, do I really want to see Tom Brady win another one? Not really. Not really. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, would I probably be pulling for Tampa Bay? Yeah, just like yeah. you said. Um, if, if they if if Tampa Bay wins, I'm going to ignore Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be happy for for Coach Arians and Byron Leftwich. Yes, there you go. Period. Um, no one you know says 38-33, um, Chef Boyardee's. <laughs> I still always like. I even still see that every once in a while. With, great like, googly where, moogly. Yeah, there, yeah, with, with that. Yeah, that, that was great. But who are the chefs? <laughs> Got great. Googly yeah. moogly. Yeah. Not going anywhere for a while. Have Snickers. So yep, I love it. Um, I got one last one that I have up here. Derwin has Chiefs 24, Tampa 17. So, Rich, it's been lots of fun. We're good as always. Yeah, as always. Just good. As good always. So to answer the overall question you know, of the show, is Pittsburgh still a great destination? It depends on the situation. Because I, I just, you know, it might be a Dave answer, but I think that's what we came down to. You know, when it comes to coaches, it depends on if it's the right coaching situation. Some are good, some are bad. When it comes to players, depends on your situation. Some are good, some are bad. So I don't think that Pittsburgh's lost its luster. I just don't know that it's gained anymore. Do you think that's fair? I think that's fair. It, All right. It, you know, it, it's not necessarily everybody's number one destination, but we're. All, I'd say yeah. we're often up there higher on the list. It still carries... Um, a, I don't, you know, the prestige of being a Pittsburgh Steeler, in my yep. opinion. So, hey, we know we're fans of the greatest franchise in professional sports. End of story. So, with that, make sure you are checking out all our uh, live YouTube shows. Pretty much, I, I figured it out that I, I think Monday night still might only be eight o'clock ish, but most of these go off at nine o'clock during the week. Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with yes. with with us on Tuesdays, you've got now. Why can't I remember curtain call? That's what it is. The curtain call for uh, for Michael and Jeffrey on Wednesdays. Steelers preview because we're they're like, hey, should we call it something else? We're like, we're always previewing something, whether it's what's coming up with the Steelers. Um, that's Thursdays around nine. Fridays is um, is Tony's show. Uh, I think it's six pack with Tony. It's that's going to be nine o'clock on the dot because that's just what Tony does. He did the same thing. Yep. He, was, he was new there. But remember, on Saturdays you do have touchdown under, which is comes around five p.m. our time, and then you got Sunday mornings. You've got tales from two a.m. because Brian, you know, is still, you know, he doesn't have to sleep him off anymore on Sunday mornings. He can get up early and do a show, and then you're right back. Well, he figures the bloke. He figures the blokes do their show is technically nine a.m. on Sunday, so he's just matching. He's just. Them. He's just trying to copy them as much as he can. Yeah. Copy them as much as he can. Um, Except Nick for the Schwartz, act that 
Yep. Make sure you are checking out the audio platform for the other shows that we have where my stat geek on Thursday mornings, Jeff, Jeff's let's ride. He's got his ride or die crew that are Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, um, the live mic on Tuesdays. We have, um, Steelers cap room that Maddie P from down under is doing, um, recently uh brian does a factor fiction as a podcast each week we've got other things coming on the audio side so you are missing stuff if you're just hitting the youtube and facebook videos um and of course make sure you continue to go to buyingthesteelcurtain.com we're still bringing you all kinds of stuff we've got your breaking news we've got your commentary you got your we got just continued film breakdown jeffrey Benedict and I are doing our Steelers Vertex for now, where we're going through and looking at the numbers that, that players produce, their salaries. That's kind of my job. And then Jeffrey breaks down the film to say, to say, hey, is this a player that's worth keeping? Joe Hayden was today. It was a pretty, pretty interesting one. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do that. Um, and we'll be back with you next Tuesday. As always, we'll um the NFL season will officially be over the next time we come back here. Rich, I know for you and I, the NFL season's been over for a month, you know, uh, for almost a month, I should say. Um, It actually hasn't even been a month. My goodness. It's been, what, three and a half weeks. Anyway, but um, it's all right. We're still coming at you all off season on Tuesday nights. So we'll be here next week. Can't wait.